Midway, Indiana. W286CM. Available in HD. Broadcasting from the 99%Approved.com studio. Go drop in. It's the moment y'all been waiting for. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. Starts now on the new hot 100.9 Indy's Hip Hop Station. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I am Indy's newsman, Cameron Roto, coming to you live from the new Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC studios on this first Sunday of March, March 5th, 2023. We've got a great show for you here this morning on Open Lines. We have interviewed almost every single one of the candidates for mayor of Indianapolis. Excuse me. Now, I should have wrote this down. Let's see if I can remember who we've had. We've had Robin Shackelford, Greg Merriweather, Joe Hogsett, Pastor James Jackson, The Larry Vaughn, Abdul Hakim Shabazz. I think, okay, so that's six. I think we have everybody. We've got three more people to get on. One of them is named John L. Couch. He was the second person who actually declared that he would be running for mayor of Indianapolis. Right now, he'll be facing off with uh, Pastor Jackson, among others, and Abdul Hakim Shabazz. We've had those two on, so uh, this will be your chance to get to know John L. Couch. The May primary is coming up in May. First week of May. First second Tuesday in May. And so, with that, it's time to find out who could be running Indianapolis and, and You never know what could happen. Look at Chicago. Just this week, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot became the first uh, mayor of Chicago to lose a second term for mayor in decades. So, yes, uh, Joe Hogshead is running for mayor of Indianapolis again. He would obviously be the front runner, but never know. You never know what could happen. So we'll talk with uh, John L. Couch to find out why he wants to run for mayor of Indianapolis, what his plans are, who is he. We invite you to call our live line to ask those questions. Google him if you don't know him, if you've never seen him, see what he looks like. And then call us, 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Then coming up here at 830, it'll be your chance to meet the media of Indianapolis. Our friends from the Indianapolis Association of Black Journalists will be calling in on our live line to tell you about an event coming up on this Tuesday that starts at 6 o'clock at night up at the Skyline Club. It's your chance. We had a event last fall where you got to learn connections of, of media members, but this is a event open to the public. The goal is to help you know who the storytellers are and get your message out there, get your uh, business out there, get your non-for-profit out there, get your school out there. So many different reasons why you would want to know a member of the media. They have an event coming up on Tuesday. It's literally called Meet the Media. It's this Tuesday, the 7th, at the Skyline Club, we'll have the details on how you can get a ticket, who's going to be there, and more about the reasons why and how it could benefit you. Again, that's open to the public. We'll have the details coming up on that at 8.30. On this Sunday morning, we say good morning to you. If every uh, everybody who was out last night at the um, uh, Mike Epps, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, D.C. Young Fly, and Earthquake uh, show last night at uh, what's now called Gamebridge Fieldhouse, uh, y'all looked beautiful. It was good to see so many people out. I want to say that that was my first 
post-COVID, and I mean post-COVID, like no mask required, no mask, no social distancing type of concert. And the place was packed last night. People were all the way up top. So uh, it was, if I don't know if it was sold out, but it was nearly sold out. And so shout out to Mike Epps for always representing Indianapolis. Uh, just yesterday, he was on, somebody took a picture of him. He was at the Longs out on the south side and uh, getting his donuts as he usually do and paid for everybody's donuts who was in there. So I always want to recognize the people who shine for Indianapolis because uh, I think Indianapolis does a terrible job of letting of highlighting itself and the highlighting the people who are from here and who have done well, who are celebrities, uh, whether it be basketball, sports, comedy, whatever. I think we do a terrible job, not just as a city, but as a people of representing and praising our own. We suck. Uh, You know, you go to any other city and there is pride and you know who is from there. You know, if you go to, uh, you know, you know, Chicago, you know, all the rappers and comedians and actors and artists and, uh, singers who are politicians who are from there. If you go to New York, Philly, uh, ATL, they represent Indianapolis. We're terrible. And so if for whatever reason, Mike Epps is up listening, which he's not, um, we say congratulations, Mike Epps. Thank you for repping for the city and uh, doing a good job. Uh, great show last night. He was a great host. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer and uh, DC Youngfly were the, were the two most hilarious ones. So it was a great show. It was great to see everybody. All y'all looked beautiful. It was good to see you uh, in person. And shout out to all the people who stopped and said hi. So, all right. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. That's the number that you want to call this morning to get on our live line to talk with John L. Couch. He is a Republican candidate for this year's mayoral race. Now, remember how this works is uh, Abdul or Pastor Jackson or John Couch They'll all be facing off in the May primary. One of those folks, one of those three, uh, will be running against the Democrat nominee for mayor of Indianapolis coming up this November. So the Democrat side is far more crowded than there are uh, Republicans. And so uh, I believe that would mean John O'Couch has a one in three chance of winning the May primary. There was one name that slipped in at the uh, last hour. At the 11th hour, um, that and whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, but Jefferson Shreve, uh, who was a former city county councilor, he has now jumped in on the uh, Democrat side. But there is one name that I'm not familiar with uh, who we will work to get more information about and bring them on the show. Uh, but we will have two more candidates after we talk with John L. Couch today to introduce you to before the May primary. So without further ado, as we try to can as we wrap up and continue our series of interviewing every single candidate for mayor of Indianapolis, we welcome John L. Couch. He's on our live line. John, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. And I'd like to know more about your event on Tuesday, how I can get a ticket. And uh, Mike Epps and all the entertainers that you mentioned, they do do a great job. Yes, yes, absolutely. It was a great show. And as for the event on Tuesday, absolutely. We'll stay stay tuned. We'll get you some more uh, information. That's an event that somebody who is mayor, you might want to be there. Might be some folks you want to meet. Oh, yeah, especially it's it's always good to get as much news media in a positive way uh, with with any type of organization, school, school fights, the sport team, this and that, even if you're excited about winning a game or whatever, even definitely our youth organizations. Mm-hmm. It is, and it is a event just for that. There are a number of journalists who are 
uh, always looking for good news stories to talk about here in Indianapolis. The bad news finds itself uh, very easily. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty simple. I, I like to hear. You know, well, one thing I love to see, to hear is to see on TV a breaking news story of a of a youth. Uh, playing a sport or whatever, and it's their first strike, their first hit, or something like that, as something more of a positive manner, much better than the crime that we have going on in our city. It's disgusting. You say it again. Uh, John, introduce us to you. Who is John L. Couch? Uh, my name is John L. Couch. Uh, I moved to Indianapolis, Indiana when I was working at Southwest Airlines in 1989. Uh, I love this city. My family's been coming to this city. Uh, far as racing is concerned at IRP and of course IMS well, well before I was born and so I'm very familiar with Indianapolis before I moved here but I love the city and and I've moved here since uh, I, I grew up in Fremont California I moved to Fe- or actually Tempe Arizona right mm-hmm. there in the Phoenix area and then I moved uh, to Indianapolis and so I left Arizona to Indiana and I loved city of indianapolis and i love the state of indiana so i've stayed i moved here in 1989 when southwest airlines began flying so tell us why is it that you want to be in political office this is not this is your first time running for mayor of indianapolis but not your first yes. time uh running for political office why why do you no. want to be in office well there's a lot of things that i believe uh that can be done to help uh, uh lower tax uh the lower our tax or, or give a a greater deduction back for people that own homes uh bring listening skills and i call it slack uh it's safety listening skills anger management and critical thinking class especially in our uh seventh grade which will help their the reason why i call it slack is because it is reading listening uh apply and listen and it's uh, something that will help our uh, youth not just retain what they uh, listen and learn, but also help them create some self-control in situations instead of the like the big fight that was done at Arsenal Tech the other day. I mean, that's disgusting. There's no reason for it. So why do you want to run for mayor of Indianapolis? You've run for state house office, yes. statewide offices before, and – uh, but, well, a but, lot of things that I want. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, no. You're it. fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Um, the the thing of it is, a lot of things I wanted to do on the state level. I know I can get done and implemented here in the city of Indianapolis and show the positive gains on it and uh, clean up the city, get the crime rate down, get it uh, hopefully stopped, and also increase our education process. Well, crime is an issue that uh, all the the candidates talk about in one way or another. Uh, What's John Couch's uh, solution or plan uh, to reduce crime in Indianapolis? One is bring listening skills into the city of Indianapolis. People don't listen not just uh, to other people but to themselves. Uh, It is a skill that is not taught. The other thing is we need a faster 911 system, and it'd be – the, the plan that I that looking at is a GPS system should be voice activated, and basically there should be cameras at the end of every street in every neighborhood and every intersection. So this way, if there is something going on in a neighborhood, 
then those cameras adjoining uh, come up, and then police officers can actually coordinate officers and, and catch the suspects leaving the scene of a crime. If we do these things, quite possibly to help curb the crime rate here in the city of Indianapolis. Something else that would help, and this has to be done on the state level, of course, is legalization of marijuana. Uh, people are going in, you know, we're decriminalizing it, but the problem is decriminalizing it, all you're doing is supporting people that are uh, committing other crimes and quite possibly uh, supplying young, uh, young youth with guns or anybody with a gun mm-hmm. and putting them in a, you are help financing an, an illegal activity. And so, so to be, so where do you stand on legalizing marijuana? I'm for legalizing marijuana and I believe that it should be grown here in Indiana, should be uh, wholesaled in Indiana, retailed in Indiana, and smoked in Indiana, but there also has to be just like the, the, the liquor laws, what you do inside your home is your business. Mm-hmm. However, you know, right now we have people that are dealing right there at the convenience store gas pumps, and we got people that are rolling up their stuff inside of uh, the uh, retail uh, shopping centers and outside where other people can see. The states that marijuana is legalized, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you have to do it just like alcohol. You can drink inside your home. You have to keep inside your home on your property, that type of thing. And you can't be driving down the road drinking, you know, alcohol be the same thing as far as uh, marijuana is concerned. However, creating a good tax base that will help quite possibly, we, uh, I'd like to see you go to a good health plan, food plan, and then like see money uh, become available to help reduce property taxes. We are on the air this morning with John L. Couch. He's one of four Republicans who are running for mayor of Indianapolis. He is running against Reverend Pastor and radio show host uh, James Jackson, another talk show host, Abdul Hakim Shabazz, and former city county counselor uh, Jefferson Shreve. Out of the four Republicans, that means he's got a 20, he's got a 25% shot just right off the bat of becoming the next Republican uh, candidate for mayor of Indianapolis. And Mr. Couch, I would assume that some people uh, might be a little surprised to hear Republicans say that they are um, for the legalization of marijuana, which leads me to ask, as I've asked the other candidates, what kind of Republican are you? Who do you align yourself with uh, politically? Are you a fan of our current governor, Eric Holcomb? Are you a Donald Trump supporter? Are you more back in the day of Reagan? What can people uh, say he comes from the school of thought of? Um, Majority of the candidate surveys that I take, they come back and say I'm a Republican with independent views. So I kind of put myself along the lines of Richard Luger. Okay. Uh, Ronald Reagan, he was that type. Uh, John McCain, you know, I don't always agree with what the Republican Party states and says. I support the Republican Party because it is the Republican Party, if you look at the history of it, is for the people, business, and government. And we got a CYA, all three entities. And mm-hmm. there is always a plan of investment of money, not to just throw it out and donate it, but invest into different things and people and ideas and create a tax revenue that's going to help keep from raising taxes. 
you know, right now, because of the price of goods are going up, and anybody, please don't be offended by the next comment, but the Democrats have kind of backholed us into a higher tax revenue because of the the rate, the, uh, the inflation rate. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009 on the air this morning with our final, no, it's not the final, there's one more uh, Republican candidate to interview uh, here on Open Lines. But we are on the air with our second to last candidate to interview on the Republican side for mayor of Indianapolis, John Couch. And you have the opportunity to call and talk to him and ask him questions as well. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. John Couch running for uh, mayor of Indianapolis as a Republican. Call him up, 317-239-1009. We'll go to the phones here in just a moment. Uh, John, as I'm looking at your platform platform points, um, among the things that uh, you want to see, especially as we talk about crime a second ago, um, is requiring all people in the city of Indianapolis to uh, register their uh, be be registered with their firearm uh, and to s- attend a safety class and pass a background check with different levels of gun registration. Now, that's all fine and dandy. Uh, but the problem is, is that the state uh-huh. has already took the local out of it. Yep. So the other thing I thought of, too, is a 911 inventory list, mm-hmm. and it'd be a voluntary thing, because if you have a fire or emergency at your home i think it's really good for the first responders to have an idea mm-hmm. uh, especially fire department because if you do have guns and ammo on your property where it's at that type of thing uh also the adults mm-hmm. the children a list of that and then also and this would be a voluntary thing mm-hmm. and also uh, uh your animals your pets uh and then some people, they have oxygen on their property. Some people have, you know, they do a uh, different type of, they might have different types of uh, flammable tanks, but where they're located at. And then this way, that gives, especially in, in the case of a fire, gives them an idea when they get there, you know, this should be, these should be the people, humans sitting in front of the house. And then, you know, they know for their safety that there's these types of items on the, on the, on the property so they can, because they will attack a fire depending on what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and when you come out of a fire, I've, I've been in a fire before, you can't see anything, you are disorientated, and even though you're out of the house with everything, you know, it it would help fire department because, you know, help them to go, okay, where is so-and-so, 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 make sure everybody's out, make, you know, it, it'd just be in a, plus they know too that, you know, this garage, even though it's detached, has these types of flammable chemicals, mm-hmm. so they can attack the fire accordingly. Because generally, by the time the fire department shows up, you know, they're pretty much uh, just trying to keep the fire from spreading. But if not everybody's out, they're going to put on the, the, the gear on to go inside, and they will fight the fire differently if somebody that they know somebody's instilled inside, trapped inside the house. And you know, for them, man, that's putting their life on the line, which uh, I respect and appreciate. But they do that because they're going to go in and they're going to help get whoever it is out of the house, even if the house is is mm-hmm. engulfed in flames. Interesting idea. And, you know, and, and it'd be a voluntary thing. It wouldn't be like, oh, my goodness, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. But, but it I do help. think that it, it, it helps uh, in a domestic situation in this night because – 
not everybody's thinking straight, mm-hmm. but it helps, you know, law enforcement, EMT, uh, fire, your first responders to know this, you know, these items are, are at this property. And, you know, so they can kind of do a quick inventory and that type of thing. We're going to go to the uh, phones here in just a second, but I want to just run through uh, some of the uh, platform points about uh, John Couch here. He would like to see higher property tax deductions for the city of Indianapolis homeowners. With education, he wants to have safety, listening skills, anger management, and critical thinking classes for all seventh graders and then recur again in the 10th grade. Uh, we've already talked about the firearms. He wants to create better communication between the city of Indianapolis and the businesses in the city of Indianapolis. He'd also like to see a pet-friendly city with a no-kill policy, which would change the requirements for shelters and all animals to be registered uh, with the city of Indianapolis. He wants to revoke the arrest bond. No bond for the following crimes, murder, rape, uh, any crimes involving a weapon, crimes against minors, robbery, DWI, drug dealing and removal of any GPS monitoring system and introduce a different bond for Marion County, Indiana, with the support of the Marion County judges, put a different bond structure in place, also with the support of the state Supreme Court. Another thing is to change the conviction for first degree murder to life in prison without parole and the lowest level in a uh, level five prison uh, change the terrorist act in the city of indianapolis to anyone that is a victim of a crime involving a weapon created nine create a gps 911 system with video cameras at all intersections and all neighborhoods uh, infrastructures that will allow for bike walk uh, and jogging along the city of indianapolis also promote more indianapolis rec activities the city of indianapolis infrastructure needs attention he says provide a plan uh, that makes improvements to the infrastructure of indianapolis that includes the roadways and the neighborhoods um any person group or organization wanting to provide a service or sale or fundraise in indianapolis would have to obtain a permit that would include recycling trash pickup fundraising creating a safer structure for neighborhoods and business he'd also like to make speed limits at roundabouts 15 miles per hour in all neighborhoods 20 miles an hour uh, as well as some uh, making some consistency with the school zone uh, speed limits and a $500 uh, car cleanup. If you get into a crash, uh, pay a $500 fee to pay to the city of Indianapolis uh, to clean up the crash scene. Essentially Um, there are a uh, uh, thank you for the list uh, uh, to help us understand who John couch is. Uh, That's a little bit about John Couch. Uh, as we always do, we never get to ask him about everything because I want to open up the phone lines uh, to you all. 317-239-1009 on the air with John Couch, Republican for Indianapolis Mayor. He is running against Pastor James Jackson, talk show host Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, and former City County Council Republican uh, Jefferson Shreve. So he's got a 25% chance uh, that he'll be the candidate for mayor of Indianapolis. John, are you ready to talk to some callers? Yes, I am, sir. All right, let's go to the phones. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Cam, is this me? It is you. It is Ron, Cam. How are you? I'm good, sir. Good morning. How are you? Good. I'm mad I haven't seen you in the neighborhood lately. Anyway, that's not the issue. Let's come on. Um, hey, when I was over there, it wasn't for anything good, so let's do something on, a, on good basis. You, you and I both know that. I was just kidding. I know. I'm glad. Hey, thanks for stopping by, though. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, thanks. Uh, Mr. Couch. Yes, sir. Um, glad to see that you're here on this station, and hopefully, I guess at some point, you're going to be on um, the afternoon show uh, with Tina. 
Um, uh, that'd be I, I great. Hope you, you, I'm, I'm sure you must realize the uphill battle uh, a, re, uh, a Republican is facing even going into uh, these two stations. Uh, you're going to get heard by people who already don't want to hear from you. Um, I'm wishing you all the best. I like some of the things I've heard you say. Um, Thank you. I'm not sure that you're ever going to prevent violence. You just cannot prevent violence. If I'm mean, nasty, rotten, and evil, ain't nothing you can do about it when me and somebody else get into it. There's going to be violence. You are correct. You you know, we have no control over anybody's People can't say that out loud. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. But – Repu- uh, uh, not Republicans, uh, politicians can't say that out loud. They have to use political speech and hopefully get themselves elected. I'm wishing you all the best. Um, Thank you, sir. I, 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 I'm just wishing you all the best. It's just that you're fighting an uphill battle in Indianapolis uh, because here they're a Democrat. So am I. I've only voted a Republican once, I think, for George Bush. Since well, Jimmy Carter, John I L. voted Democrat. That'd be great, sir. <laughs> Ron, Ron, thanks for calling in. And when I said thanks for stopping by, I wasn't rushing you off the air. I meant thanks for stopping by to say hi. Thank you. Take care. All right. Yeah, I was out there reporting on the east side, and uh, Ron pulled up to, to introduce himself. So, Ron, thank well, you for calling in. John, to you. Well, Ron brings up an excellent point. I mean, we have no control of anybody's actions or thoughts or anything. We do have a lot of people that believe well, it's not breaking the law unless I get caught. Our laws and rules and regulations are put in place to break and not to follow, and we really can't do anything about that. However, if these people do break the law, we can try to make things easier and quicker for law enforcement to you know, address it and, and you know, a lot of things is if you catch them with the goods, with the gun, whatever, it makes it a lot easier for the law enforcement to do their job. And I have, I, I like to put this in, mm-hmm. respect for our law enforcement, but when there there is a time, if they are doing wrong, people need to call for a someone higher rank whether it be a captain, lieutenant, whatever, to show up if you have a problem. The other thing is is that, yes, we do need to work with them and, and whatever it is they need to address. However, they shouldn't, when someone is in cuffs, they shouldn't touch them anymore. You know, I, I you know, I watch cops and this and that, and, it, and it's, it's everything. I mean, they have That's no problem with you, putting you in cuffs, whatever, getting you to uh, – forcefully put put the cuffs on mm-hmm. and charge you with resisting arrest. And the thing of it is, is that it's actions. I've never heard uh, anybody actually uh, say that. And when you think about it, it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's very- I mean, you know, because I sit there and watch cops and, you know, the person's running, the person's running, da-da-da. And, yeah, they're in the wrong. But then now they're like, okay, I give up. I'm done. You know, the reality sets in. They are done. They can't run away from 10 police officers. They're done. They got their hands up. They're doing whatever the officer says. And instead of the officers just putting them in cuffs and, you know, walking away with them, they slam them to the ground, beat on them and this and that while they're putting the cuffs up. And it's like, you know, just calm. You know, it's over with. It's done. Mm -hmm. And that is 
you know, respect both ways. I'm gonna hold you. And, I'm gonna hold you right there, John, because you got a lot yes, of sir. calls coming in. I want to try to blow through some of these before we have to. Yes, wrap sir. Up. Thank you. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on open lines. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Hey, turn your radio down for me. And you're live on the air. Who's this? Yes. Who's this? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Loud and clear. You're on the air. Who's this? Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. You're live on the radio. Who's this? Yeah, this is Ken. I had a question. Uh, he mentioned infrastructure work. Go ahead, Ken. Question to you, Couch. How are you? I'm doing great about yourself, sir. Union construction workers. I'm sorry? What is your take on union labor? Oh, I'm for uh, union labor uh, associations. You know, the businesses that we put uh, that win contracts, uh, the, the unions that we deal with, State Teachers Association, and then also uh, law enforcement, uh, the, the FOP, the businesses that get uh, contracts out, I don't care if they're union or not. I mean, if they follow the proper procedure for bid and they are the best uh, company for that job, you know, I'm for unions and I'm also for, you know, I'm a big believe in small businesses. I believe everyone has the opportunity to bid on government contracts and to receive them. We got to get stuff done. It is up to the state of the, the, I'm sorry, the city of Indianapolis to give excellent customer service to the people of the city. And we have to do it in our actions, not just our words. And are it's you, all about actions. And would you continue with the initiatives that try to uh, make sure that minority-owned businesses um, are part of that uh, discussion at the table. Yes. You know, and I understand, you know, we might have a big project that is because of finances and budget. We have it broken up into different sections and this and that. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with one company overseeing the whole thing. But, yes, they need to be contracting out or subcontracting out to as the government rules and regulations are for uh, obtaining a government contract. All right, let's keep going on the phones. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. On the air with John Couch, Republican candidate for mayor. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? This is John. John, good morning. You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just feel like um, all these politicians are just in it for the paycheck because I'm, I watch you on 559. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And and I'm just like the crime. Mm -hmm. Nobody nobody's addressing the actual crime. You know, we need to start holding these young people more accountable. Mm -hmm. And all politicians, they act like they don't want to go down that road. So I just feel like all of them is in it for the paycheck. I'm not here for the paycheck. I'm here to do a job. And if I'm elected mayor, my I'm sorry, my job is to since we are Unigov is. My main concern in the city of Indianapolis, but also the mayor, uh, everyone in Marion County, it's my job to get out and get things done. I've That's been a head soccer coach. Though. I've been a manager. I've been an uh, uh, executive. I am not a person that sits behind my desk and, and expects everyone else to do what is my job. I like to get out and talk to people and see things and make sure projects are being done and follow up and talk to directors and definitely talk to the people that actually get the work done. Because they're the ones that matter. They're the ones that are directly and indirectly working with the people of the city of Indianapolis 
And anytime it says City of Indianapolis, we have to take pride in our work and in our our whole presentation. And we need to give excellent customer service to the people of the City of Indianapolis. And we have to work too as Unigov with all the cities towns inside of Marion County. John Couch, I'm going to stop you right there. John, the caller and the viewer from Fox 59, thanks for watching me on TV, sir. I appreciate it. And thanks for calling into the radio station. Thank you. All right, 317-239-1009. We'll get you, uh, let's do two more calls, and we'll wrap it up. Caller on line one, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron, how you doing this morning? Good, Paul. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm well. You know, it's amazing. I've been sitting here listening to the show, Cameron, and I wasn't going to call in, but I called anyway, and the phone was ringing. And the only reason why I'm saying that is for the people that like to complain about us coming on the radio every single week or whatever, uh, but I didn't have no problem getting in on the line. Now, to your candidate, uh, uh, greetings to you and greetings to everybody out there. I'm kind of curious about one thing, uh, yes, a couple of things. I, I want you to answer one question, and I'm going to make a comment. The comment okay. is this. How do you propose to stop the crime um, in our community when the government itself is the one that flooded our community with guns and carrying on. And the question that I'd like for you to answer, I've asked the the mayor, I've asked the prosecutor this question. Could you explain to the people how come we don't have the right to travel freely? That's my question. That's a broad question, Paul. And I'm gonna... I'll tell you right now, this is the thing. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome. <laughs> Here's the thing. Anybody in the United States of America, any state, any city, any town should be able to move freely uh, without being discriminated against or any type of harassment in the United States, the state of Indiana, city of Indianapolis, Marion County. If you are, I want to know about it because it is disgusting. It's wrong. Uh, You have every opportunity in the United States, the state of Indiana, city of Indianapolis, do you have a positive life, a stress-free life, a crime-free life? And if you are not having that, then we are missing we're, – we're missing it, and it's our job to do things. The other thing is this. I have no problem with doing an amnesty to get some of the guns off the streets. I have no problem working with the Marion County prosecutor in that result. I have no problem going into an area and sitting down with some of these young people face-to-face and tell them, you straighten up. I'm, I've been a head soccer coach. I deal with things head-on. I don't uh, go around uh, stab people in the back or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I am blunt. I'm to the point, and this is how it's going to be. We're not going to have crime in our city. It's disgusting. Let me stop we, you right there, we, John. Let me stop ahead. Let me stop you right there and squeeze in one more call, 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. You're live on open lines. Who's this? Hey, good good Sunday to you. Uh, This is uh, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, To the candidate, uh, I heard you was uh, speaking up on uh, fundraising and a permit. And I got uh, lost in that because what organization – I mean, when when you want someone to apply for a permit to fundraise mm. at what at what level, whether it be Boy Scouts, uh, an individual in the neighborhood, or uh, the Capital Improvement Board, I mean, you know, uh, 
Yeah, th- that's a good question. Uh, John, a moment ago, I was running through your platform points, and yes, one sir. of the things you wanted to do is have uh, anybody uh, who prov- who is providing a sale or service or fundraise in neighborhoods in Indianapolis to have a permittance. So his question is, well, are we talking about the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts? Do they need pop uh, permit to sell popcorn and cookies, or uh, what are we talking about here? Well, I'd like to see them at least Thanks for the question, Mike. with it. Um, well, I know it's certain towns, like Speedway, you just go in and they give you, you know, you, you're a nonprofit organization, of course, and it's automatic. It's free. They just, basically, it's just saying that, you know, you you have registered and you've let the city know what you're doing, mm-hmm. so we know. Uh, the other thing is on scrapping and this and that, you know, people are coming inside the neighborhoods, and I appreciate what they do. I think it's great. I mean, they do provide a service. However, some of them do make a mess and this and that, and we need to set up guidelines for that. The other thing is this. They need to register with the permit in order to come inside the thing. We'll come up with a a, a plan that everyone agrees with because I do know theft is happening, and it's wrong that the youngster's uh, ride is being taken. And the thing of it is that, these scrapyards need to report what they are paying out to every individual because it is a form of income that is not being taxed. I'm I'm going to stop you right there for time, John, because we've got to wrap up. Let me ask you a couple rapid-fire questions, the same that I asked of Pastor Jackson and Abdul, and the same that I asked of Jefferson Shreve when we get him on here. As a Republican, tell me this. uh, A lot of the things on your platform is going to require you to work with um, Republicans, some may require you to work with the federal government or federal politicians. Uh, again, what kind of Republican are you? Are you, would you be able to work? And does Governor Eric Holcomb, uh, does he have your support? You know, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I have a job to do. I'm elected mayor. I have a job to do. And I know exactly where I need to go to file or get people involved or get it to the proper uh, uh, places. I do have a paralegal certificate. I also have a coaching certificate. I have a lot of different things that I have done, and I'm not afraid to go mm-hmm. meet with people and say, look, here's a proposed plan. We need to put it together. All right. I don't like it when people just blow me off, just to, you know, say yes, whatever. I'm not afraid to keep knocking on the door or going up the ladder until All someone right. actually does something. All right. Let me ask you this. On the presidential level, does Donald Trump have your support if he runs for president again? Yeah, right now, I'll tell you, I am up in the air. I'm kind of leaning more towards Mike Pence. Okay. Uh, the man, I always forget her name. I'd have to see, you know. Nikki Haley? Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure, but I don't know enough of her. Ron Santos, I really, you know, I have to take a look at them uh, and, and kind of do some quick research on mm-hmm. them. Donald Trump, I think Trump was doing a great job. But when he lost the election, he kind of left his, I guess, to me, you're a leader all the way up until the day you leave. Mm -hmm. And when it came to the COVID shots and everything else, I I really appreciate Mike uh, Pence and his wife being there and and the Secretary of State and everybody else. But I think the first person should have got a shot was Donald Trump, no matter what his doctor says, and his wife, because they – and I think more mm-hmm. people would have jumped on board with it. But, you know, it is your choice to take the shots if you want to or not. That's up to you. All it's right. up to you. Your health is your your responsibility. 
And and let me and let me ask you right there, right, right with that line, your health, yes, sir. your choice, your health is your responsibility. You talked about marijuana uh, yes. on abortion. Will a woman in Indianapolis, Marion County, will she have if if has your way? Will she have the right to choose, or are you uh, uh, would abortion be illegal in Indianapolis, Marion County? I lean pro life, but I also believe in common sense and. The thing of it is, inside the medical and a crime, that is definitely an automatic choice. There are women that are told, hey, look, if you go to full term, there's a chance you're going to die. To me, that is just like a person in the military being going on a mission, being told you could die on this mission. It's the same concept. They are heroes. But when it comes to their crime, it's really tough. You know, myself, I look at myself as a woman in that instance, and if someone raped me and I got pregnant – God, that would be just so hard. But you got to take the proper steps in order, you know, if you are raped, here's the thing. Got just if a couple you of are seconds. Raped, I'm, I'm sorry, I understand. I'll try to make this real quick. If you are raped, you need to report it right away. Now, you can't wait 20 weeks down the road and go, oh, hey, by the way, I'm now, you know, I'm praying I've known and now I'm going to file a rape charge against someone. It should be done right away. The other thing is this in a consensual side, a man should have a male should have an opportunity to say, look, I want to raise my child. And however way that everything pans out, there's nothing wrong with a male human raising their child. And that is part of them. Um, All right. The music is... You know, the the abortion issue is a very gray area and also a fine line. And I understand the health part of it, but there's a thing called consensual in which the male needs rights need to be considered in a final decision on it. John, the music is playing. Thank you so much for answering that question with clarity. Tell us how can we find out more about John Couch? Yeah, you can go to couchforindy.org. It's a a website. Uh, You can check me out on Facebook, John L. Couch or Couch for Indy. You can catch me on LinkedIn. You can catch me on Instagram. And I really appreciate you having me this morning. I hope everybody's having a great Sunday. Everybody have a happy Sunday. Drink your favorite beverage. Continue to listen to Radio Now. All right, John, thank you so much for calling in, and stay tuned. I'm going to have those details on that Meet the Media event. That's something you're going to want to know about. We're going to talk about that on the other side of commercial break. All right, we've got one more Republican candidate to get on the show, and then we'll have to talk to everybody. Two more candidates for the race uh, of Mayor of Indianapolis. More of Open Lines telling you about how you can meet members of the media thanks to the Indianapolis Association of Black Journalists. All that and more when we come back. More Open Lines after this. on this first Sunday of March 2023. You know, I surprised some people this week. A lot of people didn't realize that when I turned, when I had a birthday on Monday, that I turned 30. Now, 
I just blew a lot of your minds because a lot of you were like, wait, he's only 30? Well, there's two reasons for that. I'm admittedly an old, old self, all right? We know. But the other reason why that is so surprising is as people try to do the math, they're like, but you've been on the radio and on TV for a long time. That's right, I have. I've been blessed to have done this job since I was 18 years old. I started here at Radio 1 as a promotions assistant, and then they started letting me on the radio. I was 18 years old. Now I'm 30, so I've literally grown up uh, on the radio. So I was talking, I think it was Maggie Lewis this week. She was like, but I knew you when you were producing the sun, the Saturday shows on AM 1310. Yep, I was coming down here from Ball State. Uh, every every Friday night, I was producing the mix shows on Friday. Then I'd come back in here Saturday morning and do the uh, talk shows. And then eventually Radio 1 gave me my own talk show. I think I was 19 at the time then. I tell you that story to say that I got my start because of my connections with the Indianapolis Association of Black Journalists. I was just in high school when I became a member of that organization. And currently I am proud to serve as the secretary of that organization. And it is that very organization that on Tuesday night at 6 o'clock at the Skyline Club in downtown Indianapolis where we will be hosting a Meet the Media night and it's about exactly what it sounds like, your chance to meet members of the media. And years past we've had members from every organization television, radio, print online, what you, whatever it is, you name it, they've been there. And we hope to do the same thing on Tuesday. And the event is open to the public. It's a chance for you to connect with people, to learn who folks are and get your stories told. Uh, and of course have a good time. There will be a party. Our our own uh, Jerry Wade will be the DJ. I have the proud privilege of being your master of ceremony. So to get more details about the event Tuesday night in downtown Indianapolis, joining us on our live line is the president of the organization. Mr. Vernon Williams is the president of, in of the Indianapolis Association of Black Journalists and Hyacinth Rucker, who does all, all kinds of things and a longtime member of IBJ. Uh, Hyacinth, I've known you the longest. When we met, I was still uh, in high school. Vernon Hyacinth, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for this opportunity to share with your audience this great event coming up Tuesday night. It is going to be a good event. I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously, I mean, it's in the title. It's Meet the Media. Why are we doing this? Well, the reason that we're doing it, you are a living example of the reason that we're doing it. It's our signature scholarship fundraiser. Uh, you were a scholarship recipient back in the day, and look at you now. There are other shining examples of individuals who, because of Indianapolis Association of Black Journalists scholarships, have gone on to successful careers. And we want to keep that happening. We want to perpetuate the presence, particularly, of black journalists in media, all media, across the board. And the way that we do it is by having this event where people around the town can come together and meet the people they read about in print, that they hear on radio, and that they see on television, and at the same time contribute to a worthy cause. Uh, Hyacinth, you've done this event in the past. Tell people what the experience has been like. Well, first of all, it's a great party. It really is. There's the atmosphere, there's hors d'oeuvres, there's live music, uh, drum sax is a saxophonist who will be playing live. Then, as you say, we have Jerry Wade there for DJ music. We have an artist there who's going to be doing a live painting um, that will be auctioned off at the end of the night, raffled off at the end of the night. 
there's so much activity. But in addition to those social kind, we'll have a 360 camera there, and Hyacinth can tell you more about that experience. But at the end of the night, we're also going to have something kind of serious. We're going to have a, a, about a half an hour talk on mental wellness. Our theme is living your best life. And we want to be responsible enough to address this first post-pandemic activity of this nature to talk about how we're doing, not just the people who are in media, but the people in the community in the wake of some of the stresses and strains Mm. of the pandemic. So that session at the end is going to be informative as well. So you could call it a party with a purpose. Mm -hmm. As it is, as it is. Hyacinth, this isn't your first time doing it uh, either, and you've got more details about what's going to happen that night. Right. And I just want to say, you know, I remember, Cameron, when you were in high school and when you were a part of IBJ, it has just been so amazing to watch you grow. Thank so you. I'll just say that first. Um, but, yes, we have a wonderful panel that's going to be talking about just what Vernon just said, um, you know, focus on mental health and wellness and with the theme, living your best life, how you can move forward and live your best life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people you can expect will be Katira Winfrey from WISH TV. She's the multicultural reporter there. Brian Richardson, Jr. from the Cults, Diversity, and Inclusion. Um, Jennifer Pace Robinson, she's the president and CEO at the Children's Museum. Robert Thompson, who's an executive director at NAMI. Um, and Dr. Russell Lettit, MD, Ph.D., um, at IU, and Don Davis, who's also at M- NAMI. So um, really looking forward to this group of panelists um, to share their personal experiences as well as, um, you know, from a, a, a medical standpoint as well. Um, yeah, when I started in IABJ back in high school, it was Donna Sheely who got me in here at the radio station when I was 18 yeah. years old. So uh, forever love Donna. Shout out to Donna, who is now uh, on the radio in Atlanta. So yes. uh, doing doing big things. So folks have come in, in and out of our organization as they come through the market over the years um, and have gone on to do great things. Others are still here in the market Part of the purpose of this is to get people connected. This event is going to be happening on the top floor of the One America Tower uh, in the Skyline Club. This event is open to the public. Tell people how they can get tickets because the purpose, this is a networking event. So come and meet me. Come and meet all the other folks from the TV and radio and newspapers and online publications that are going to be there. This is your chance to connect. Uh, We just had John Couch on who's still listening because he wants the details on how to get to the Meet the Media event Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. So I'm going to recommend that everybody goes to our social media accounts. That's where you're going to find a bit.ly link, um, and it's, you know, it's not uh, uh, easy to remember link, so I don't want to just give it here. But our, our socials are Instagram, um, it's NABJ, um, and it's that for everything, for Twitter and for Facebook. So if they go to our social pages, there's going to be a link there that will take you to buy a ticket. The tickets are $25, um, and it is unlimited. So I would say get your ticket today if you can. All right, let me try to grab a call. Let's see uh, if somebody may have a question. Caller on line one, who's this? Good morning, Brother Cameron. Good morning, sir. You got 30 seconds because we're toward the end of the show. Okay. It's good to hear from you. Go ahead. Uh, I'd like to say... Congratulations today. Uh, we appreciate you at Radio One. Thank you. You came a long way, brother. 
Thank you. Thank you. And many more. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I'll be seeing you on Channel 59. You doing your thing, boy. Thank you. I appreciate and that, I man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's better when we have mentors in our lives. We listen to our mentors. And that's how we uh, get recognized when our mentor left. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when they left something, they plant a seed. How to do and how to treat folks and how to be respected. I appreciate that, Brother sir. Cameron, God, Radio One and Amos Brown and Dr. Brown them salute you this day. Thank you. Thank and you. Myself, Thank the honorable Phillips, salute you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate you Keep watching and listening. Up. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I appreciate that. And I do the show in Amos's spirit. Amos was one of the first ones. He and Karen Vaughn, now that we're doing this shout out thing of, of my time on the radio, but it was Amos and, and Karen. I was 19 when I filled in for Amos for the first time. So uh, Amos was also a longtime member of and very involved member of the Indianapolis Association of Black Journalists. And like he held everybody in the community accountable, held us accountable. And so we also do Tuesday night in Amos's uh, spirit to continue to serve uh, the community. We got about a minute left. Uh, Hyacin and Vernon, I'll leave it to you. Once again, why should people uh, come out to this event? Well, first, it's a great opportunity to come together with people that you see frequently in media or hear or read frequently in media and to just brush shoulders, just create relationships, just have conversations. It's a great social atmosphere. And there's going to be others, and there's going to be live music, and the, uh, we're going to have Jerry Wade there as well, uh, the Lover Man, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a very interesting panel discussion. So all those are good reasons. But the bottom line is to raise scholarship dollars so we can keep the flow, we can keep that pipeline of young people like you coming into media from high schools and colleges around um, central Indiana. That's the primary reason. And Hyacinth, one more time, the details on how people can uh, learn more, get tickets. Please go to our Instagram page, our Twitter, our Facebook at NADJ. I just want to add real quick that our MC is going to be Lena Pringle, who's the morning anchor, anchor at Wish TV. There's also going to be a 360 camera, games, prizes. It's going to be a fun night, like Vernon just said. Yep, Lena will be doing our, our panel which has some great folks on it. And then yours truly, myself, has the honor of I'm sorry, uh, being... Thank you for correcting me. Did I'm you say sorry, it wrong? You are the MC. You're the MC. Oh, I didn't notice. Moderator. I didn't notice he you said it wrong. Moder- Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, we'll all be there. Uh, Lena, yeah, she is doing the panel. Um, yes. And I, that's what I thought you were saying. I am, yes. as you said, the master of uh, ceremony. So ceremony. I got a... Yes. I got a, I got a nice new uh, uh, sport jacket just for the event uh, all right yes. <laughs> we will be fly on the top floor uh of the Yay. one america tower uh that I'm is sure of it. that is tuesday night at six o'clock 
uh, at the One America Tower. The details are on NDNABJ. You can look for that on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, go to the website. Get your tickets. You'll need your ticket just to even get in the door to get up. Uh, on the elevator. So uh, come check us out Tuesday night. It is our uh, service to the community as the members of the Indianapolis Association of Black Journalists. Hyacin Rucker and President Vernon Williams, thank you so much for calling into the show on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for having us. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Open Lines. Coming up here on the new hop 100.9 it's brandon he's got the music of the morning and then down the hall on 106.7 wtlc it's the hour of power with al sharpton if you missed any portion of this show or a previous show you want to go hear all the other interviews we've done with the candidates for mayor they are all on our websites and wherever you get your podcasts just search open line show i'm indy's newsman cameron middle thank you for joining me on this sunday morning on the radio i'll see you tomorrow morning on tv on cbs4 starting at 5 a.m and fox 59 starting at 4 a.m have a great sunday